Welcome to the Film 7 Podcast, the show that keeps you updated with the latest TV and movie news. My name is Andy, and I've got here with me, Jake. How's it going, Andy? Very good, very good. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, had a good week? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Not too heavy on the film front. Um, couldn't make it to the cinema, but um, we got stuff to talk about today. Yeah, I couldn't make it to the cinema either this week, uh, just, just because, as we said in our previous episode, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Um, but I did see a movie on Netflix this mm-hmm. week, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Awesome. But, uh, so what we got first? Um, let's talk briefly about the Golden Globe winners. Oh, yes. That was uh, announced just recently, wasn't it? It was yep. uh, last weekend, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, it was last weekend. Um, anything stick up for you? Um, well, there's a couple of surprises in there for me, and there was a couple of uh, obvious choices as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll start with the obvious choices. Um, best uh, motion picture for an animated film, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. I think we can all agree that it was the best animated movie of the year. And yep. arguably one of the best movies Period. Of, of the year yeah. uh, in 2018. So, you know, I'm very happy it won that. Yep. I'm I'm really hoping it wins the Oscar as well for best animated, animated film. Animated, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, another... That I thought, I mean, I haven't, a lot of the movies that were nominated, I hadn't seen, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, but I saw a lot of praise go to uh, Roma. Mm. So it won Best uh, Motion Picture for a Foreign Language mm. and uh, Best Director, Alfonso Cuar- Cuaron. Mm. Uh, so I saw, I have been saw this movie dropped on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, it got a lot of praise. Is it good? Uh, so I thought I'll go check it out. And yeah. yeah. It's it's phenomenal. Oh, really? Okay. It, it, it it's it, it's a very very a good beautiful movie. movie. It's um it's like I said it's a foreign film set in Mexico. Okay. It takes place during the the seventies during like a, a a civil unrest in Mexico, mm. uh, but it follows you know this family and their maid. The maid being the maid uh, main character of the movie. Yeah. And it's a very touching and beautiful story. Wow. About what uh what people went through during that time and. Uh, and uh, the journey of this this maid, uh, and something very—it's—I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a big moment in the movie which is extremely sad towards wow. the end, uh, and it really touched me in mm. a lot of ways. And uh, and and it, uh, a part of it I can't quite relate to either. Mm-hmm. So you'll yeah. have to watch the movie to understand. But yeah, so uh, uh, you know, uh, my huge congratulations to Alfonso because what a fantastic movie. Nice. I, I think I'll see it. I'll see it today or something. And one, one, one that struck, not, it didn't strike me, but um, I really agree with um, this award was um, the best performance for an actor in a TV series. And that goes to Richard Maiden for The Bodyguard. Did you ever see The Bodyguard? Uh, I saw the first couple of episodes, but I never came around to finishing it. But yes, yeah. he, he was he was very good. And I've heard it's a very good TV show as it well. Is, it is. I, I need to finish the rest of it. Uh, yeah. I've seen parts of it here and there. Uh, but I haven't actually like properly sat down. And, but yeah, it's it's ver- on my agenda. Yeah, it was a very good show from BBC. It, mm. it was just really good, very well made. And um, be- so I was talking to somebody and she was saying how movies now that have to do with the American, because it's, you know, it's Americans that started this concept of, you know, you do a film about protecting the president or something like that. They said, American films, they're losing their touch when it comes to those things. Now it's all about explosions and mm, things that... Big action movies. Yeah, yeah, it can't happen in real life. So all them American movies about the Secret Service and all of that is doesn't do it for most people anymore. So this was a br- the British version. So it was more relatable. You know, it had to do with the current threats that we are facing right now. So I can I really liked the bodyguard and um, I'm so happy that this guy won from it. Yeah. Maybe. Well, uh, speaking about BBC um, and their TV series, there's another the best performance by an actress in a television series was uh, Sandra Oh in Killing Eve. Mm. That's another one that's on my horizon, like Bodyguard. That I've s- I've seen little bits here and there, and, and it, I do like the look of it. Uh, so I'm going to check that out. Uh, another one that was I thought a shoe in. Uh, I'm very glad he won this. Was best actor. In a, in a motion picture, and that was Rami Malek as mm. in his performance as Freddie Mercury in Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. Yeah, uh, yeah, like hands down, he was my favorite performance of 2018. Oh yeah, I, yeah, 100. Oh. He, what a legendary role, 
uh, and he really gave it his all. And it, it was really, really good. It's fantastic. You know, However, um, Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Motion Picture for a drama. Mm. Uh, that one was a bit surprising for me. I, th- I thought the movie, w- it was a good movie, but it yep. wasn't anything special. Hmm. Uh, it was more about Rami's performance. And I'm surprised that it won, considering it was up against other movies, such as, you know, Black Panther, yeah, uh, Black Klansman as well, mm. which really are much better much movies, better movies like, yeah. Yeah, and in my opinion anyway. So I was quite surprised about that one. Yeah, maybe it was just an ode to Freddie Mercury. One, one thing that uh, struck me, is, you know, is the fact that uh, Malik is American. Yeah. And um, he played the part of an English um, musician. Most of the time, what you get is the, uh, America is more open towards an English actor playing an American role. Very few times do you see an American actor playing an English, an English role, role yeah, yeah. and getting it very right. So that was surprising for me. And um, yeah, I, I haven't seen it, to be honest. But um, it's a, yeah, it's a good movie. Like if you're a fan of Queen. Yeah, like I, I would say, if you're a fan of Queen, go watch it. Obviously, for Rami's performance, yeah, a- and just ob- the music itself. Yeah, it's just yeah. strange that Star Is Born isn't here at all. Uh, it did win. It did win something. I think it, I don't have it on my list here. But I don't have all the categories, but I think it won Best Original Song. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. But no, that, that's another thing that Bohemian Rhapsody, it was up against A Star Is Born. Mm. I, I, I haven't seen A Star Is Born, but I've heard great things about yeah, it. So. It's a very good movie. It'll get you in tears, but it's a very good movie. Um, yeah. I mean, my best song for last year was Welcome Danger <laughs> from the Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, the soundtrack for that was yeah, fantastic. Well, yeah, we uh, spoke about that, didn't we? No, other than that, nothing else really uh, stuck out to me. Um, a lot of the stuff I haven't seen, but uh, some of the stuff I do want to see. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to seeing the stuff eventually. Right. So, speaking of awards, um, we are hearing that there will, be no, um, there will be no host for the Oscars this year because of the whole Kevin Hart, um, whole Kevin Hart situation, homo- situation yeah. with homophobia and all of that. What do you think about that? Uh, so, wh- what do I think about the Oscars not having a host or the Kevin Hart situation? Actually, let's, let's do both. Both. Yeah. I, think, I think we touched upon it in a previous episode, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Um, well, I think because he recently came on um, Ellen yeah. show, didn't yes. he? And uh, he, yeah. he was talking about it there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, so they asked him to, to host the Oscars, and then these homophobic True. tweets yeah. resurfaced yeah. again, like very similar to a James Gunn situation, yeah. uh, which he had apologized for uh, in, in the past. So and I think the Oscars were basically saying, or well, the Academy, I should say, Saying what you, we need you to do a public apology for them, Again. or or, yeah. or you, we, you can't host the Oscars. And I think, you know, it's an interesting situation to deal with because you do have the two sides of it. Um, if he's already apologized for it, why should he apologize for it again? Like it's it was so long ago. This is my view on it anyway. Mm-hmm. It was so long ago. He's apologized for it. Maybe he could have handled it a bit better mm-hmm. instead of being more like a whiny child mm-hmm. and you know spitting his dummy out. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's already apologized for it. It was so long ago. His actions, he's not the same person he was then. Yeah. He's, you know, he's matured. He's grown up. He knows those things are wrong. Mm-hmm. He's acknowledged that. Uh, but it, like, like we were talking about before, and we're in an age of social media where pe- yeah. I think social media makes these situations 10 times more worse than they, they need to be. Yeah, yeah. But uh, here's the thing. If, you, if, if you're sorry for something you did 10 years ago and you're sorry for it, today then what's the problem with apologizing no yeah i mean i I do agree there he probably should have just apologized just to get over with he sort of let his pride yeah get in in front of him but um some people are like that some people do want to stand their ground Uh, you have to admire them for standing their ground at Mm. times but um but it just it's it's an interesting situation yeah it has to be done sensibly you know because uh, yeah i watched the interview with ellen and he was saying how hosting the Oscars is was one of his was one of his was going to be um it one is something he had been dreaming about for ages and mm-hmm. you get the opportunity and all that is between you and achieving one of your life goals is just to say I'm sorry you know come on really you know somebody once said you know if you if the three words you should never get tired of saying is I'm sorry 
please and thank you. You know, you should never be miser you should never be miserly about those three words. So my take is yes, that was ten years ago, but if it's come to light and you need to apologize. It doesn't make you less of a person if you apologize for something you did before. Now, this is my opinion, but something interesting he said was, it, it, according to his view on it, it's, it's beyond just apologizing for the tweet. It was an attack. So the more he, um, so, so, he, so he felt that an apology wouldn't do it, that they'd still keep attacking him and atta- attacking him and He's just like I'm. I'm not paid. <laughs> I'm not paid enough for this. So he just kind of just backed out. But I personally think he's gonna go back. You think? You think yeah, he'll go back? I think so. Well, we'll see. I mean, when are the Oscars again? They're in a couple of months' time. You know. No, I think it's in February. Is I it? I think it's next month. Uh, well, no, I don't because if it yeah, was. Yeah, no, I think it was. Yeah, because I read something that we're only like six weeks away. Okay, I always thought you know because the announcements, w- the uh, nominations would have come out like. Uh, no, not yet. Well, we'll ask we'll Google. See. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, but, le- uh, so t- in answer to the other question, uh, yeah. so say he doesn't come back yeah. and the Oscars have no host. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't, I don't think I'll like it. One of the reasons I watch the Oscars is for the host. One of the things, um, you know, d- uh, d- they get this part in the, in, in the beginning where they talk about you know, how the industry affects society. They just give um, a review of, of the whole year and all that. That's a big, big, that's to me one of the highest points of the Oscar. Mm-hmm. If there are no controversies like picking the wrong film, <laughs> you know, La La Land, <laughs> I'm looking at you. But if, to me, that's a major part of the Oscars. I don't know what it's called, but that's a major part. And if it's not there, then h- how are you going to even have a show without, who's going to Well, I mean... I mean, well, the host is just the host at the end of the day. He doesn't, or he or she doesn't present the awards. Yeah, but they, they get other famous actors or actresses to come in and, and present the awards for those. Um, I mean, I did read that the Oscars were looking at changing things up a bit because I do think, as much as I do enjoy the Oscars, I think it's really long. It sh- and so it, it should be. It's, it's, it, I think it's a bit too long, and I think they were looking at ways of shortening it. Um, I do agree on some part that uh, the host, you know, at the beginning, you know, yep. sort of sets the, the the tone of what the show is going to be like. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I, I like the fact that they go over the last year politically, socially, yeah. industry wise and all that. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I do get a bit bored of mm. when the host drags on. I'm just like, come on, give me the awards. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, just get to the meat of the stuff. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is, with all the ads because i think there's ads in the oscars it just it drags on so long so maybe i don't know we'll see we'll see you know well Uh, i'm indifferent about it yeah i mean if it's gonna be if it's they want to change the format i'd rather it was something that was planned you know they planned this is how it will go rather than it just being a victim of the circumstances because if it's if that's the case it's probably not gonna work but we'll see we'll see we'll see um, I personally think they'll, you know, uh, Oscars, the Oscars and the Grammys, they need controversy. They need people to talk about it the next day. So mm. I'm thinking that they'll be like, there'll be no host this year. There'll be no host this year. Then on the night, Kevin Hart just comes out and be like, yo, got y'all, you know, something like that. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. So what else is happening in movie life? Uh, so our next topic is... Uh, well, i got to give praise to this movie. Um, Aquaman mm. it is surfing <laughs> towards $1 billion. Wow. All right. Uh, last time I looked, it's currently on $945.8 million worldwide. Wow. Wow. So that makes it the highest grossing DCEU movie since, mm. you know, since the, the start with Man of Steel. Yeah. So it's overtaken Wonder Woman. Mm. It overtook Batman v Superman recently. That was the highest mm-hmm. one at the, at before Aquaman came along. Uh, and I think now it just needs to beat The Dark Knight mm. to become the, the highest, highest grossing DC movie, period. Wow. It's funny because I was very critical of this movie. I was tearing it apart a couple of episodes ago. I was like, no, you know, you know, I, I didn't like it. There were so many plot holes and and this and that and to now find out it's making one billion dollars you know <laughs> you know good I, in such situations i like to be wrong 
Yeah. You know, maybe I. I think though, like even if even if you didn't like the movie, you can still go. Well, yeah, congratulations that yeah. you've earned so much money. Yeah, like, no, I'm happy uh, it's earning money. I yeah. I like it when movies are good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, clearly this amount of money is. This has got to do with word of mouth, I think. Mm. I think I think there's obviously there are people like you who who had problems with the film, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people that do really like the movie as well. Me being yeah. one of them, I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, so this is good for DC. Mm. This is really yeah. good. Uh, this is good for Warner Brothers. This mm. is good for the date uh, for the state of the current DC universe. Uh, things are looking a bit more positive now. Mm-hmm. You know, it th- we'll have to see what happens when Shazam comes out. Um, but yeah, it, it, it you know, and congratulations to James Wan as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the. I don't know. I think this also officially, obviously, it's not officially being confirmed, but this amount of money cements that they're going to do a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that yeah. that's a guaranteed at this point. So Definitely. whether or not James Wan will come back, I don't know. I think he w- he was sort of saying in post interviews that he was a bit uh, t- tired. Like these mo- these big blockbuster movies, they're very time consuming, mm. and he said it did drain me. Like it's, well, it's, it's, it's it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's your job, bro. <laughs> it's your well, job. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I think he was saying I want to go back to more producing and independent films. Mm. Independent films rock. Um, <laughs> or hi, like some more like his own stuff because he's a horror. He's more into he's horror, more into his horror and, and his psychological stuff like that. But um, like you can't deny doing these b- big blockbuster movies is such a challenge. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a twenty-four hour. It's twenty-four-seven job. Yeah, I can imagine. It, I think uh, um, it will be more because it's more CGI than actual yeah, directing yeah. a film. Yeah. So you're not really. But you you're still directing a film because it's like yeah. directing an animated film. Yeah, but you know, you're bound to, to so many things you can't see when you're directing an. Um, that's where you have to use your imagination. Yeah, that's th- that, that's what makes it very draining mentally. The fact that you have to use, overuse your... Normally, directing... I say this as a director. Normally, as a director, you have to use your imagination a lot. Like, you don't realize... People just don't realize it. But as a director, you need to be very creative about how you're going to tell a story. And now, you're now doing it in the confines of of cgi that can be draining i can understand that yeah. so yeah but well, we'll see uh, yeah, so good. um what's next on our list well have you seen um the punisher the new um the the the, the, the trailer for punisher yes, season two uh, the trailer for punisher season two really good really yeah, really yeah good. what are your thoughts on it i so it this is it's gonna be a punisher season you know there's no talk too much talk it's the same thing we expect it, it, it looks like they know what we loved about season one and they just brought it to season two you know my only and it's it's so minute it's not really a big problem is and this is just personally i hate i don't like it when we have the same villain beyond one one season you know like sort of like in daredevil I didn't like the fact that Kingpin was reprised as the villain in season in the next season. I just like one season, one demon, you get it over with. The next season, you have another one. But that's my personal taste. But beyond that, I am so excited because it looks like they just took everything we loved about season one and just cramming it into season two. It has everything, the blood, the gore, the shooting, you know, the Punisher, the character of the Punisher. We're seeing all of that come out. You know, so what about you? Yeah, man. Well, I yeah, pretty much echo what you say there. I I think um, they've gone all out Punisher on this one by the looks of it, yeah. like uh, more in a, more true to the comics in a way. So it looks uh, it looks more action heavy. Mm. Looks that he's because like in Daredevil season two and in season one of the Punisher, mm. he's not quite the Punisher yet, is he? Yeah, he he's he's learning. To, he's he's just sort of learning and deciding what to do with himself yeah. and, and his moralities and how to act upon you know the means to seek justice mm-hmm. and i think in season two it, it looks like he fully embraces that he's the punisher yeah and he's just yeah, he's on a mission sort of thing yeah uh you see at the opening there that it, it the the girl says it looks like you enjoyed the the excuse to do it mm. looked like he'd been holding back and then just one little thing to protect this girl it gave him an excuse to go full out Punisher, and, it, and it, it's almost like an addiction. He needs to do that. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that he's going to play off a younger girl, 
Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be a very interesting relationship because when you think about it, his daughter probably would have been around this age yeah. had she survived. Yeah. And he's so he's still having these flashbacks, he's isn't he? Yeah, he's still going to have that because that doesn't go away. You know, yeah. that that's PTSD. That yeah. stuff like that does not go away. And, and obviously, one of the best things about season one of Punisher is the the use of PTSD mm. and, and how they approach that topic. Mm-hmm. They did, I think it's the best uh, version on you know TV yeah. or film that that's yeah. ever been portrayed. I don't think anyone has ever come close of how mm. good that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this one looks like uh, it. S- there was some criticisms about the first season that they some people thought it was a bit too dialogue heavy at times. Mm. Uh, sometimes I like that. I like you know to get in really in depth into the characters. But it looks like this one. I don't know yet because the trailer is quite. It's very more bang bang bang. But it looks like from the trailer that it's going to be less dialogue and a bit more action going on. Yeah. Uh, I like, I do, I know what you mean about using the same villain mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm excited to see that um, Billy Russo yeah. is finally Jigsaw. Yeah. You know, he that again, that he's embraced that he is now the villain yeah. of this story. Uh, and I, I've always wanted to. And it's interesting that, they, that you know, he, his face is not as messed up as that other Punisher movie, yeah. which, uh, Warzone, which we had Jigsaw. Uh, but he's got the cool masks mm-hmm. and he's got this group of hunting him. He's going to team up with this guy because I think he's after the girl and he's yep. after Castle. Yep. So it's going to be like a little villain team up there. But yeah, I'm super excited. C- comes out next week. So yep. uh, That's one for the weekend. Just oh yeah, that's gonna lock yourself in on Sunday and that's it. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. Um, there's a new trailer. On, I'm not sure if this is going to be the final one. A new trailer for um, Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, I'm pretty. I think this we're will be close enough one. now that this will be the final one. It's in April. The movie comes out March. in March. Is it March? March? Okay, March eighth. So at the beginning of March. Yeah, there'll probably be one more trailer in February. Yeah, there'll probably yeah. be one more we'll in February. See. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll start this one off because I absolutely loved this trailer. Mm. I think out of this is the third trailer they've released. This is my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, uh, loved the first one. I thought the second one was good, but not as good as the first one, but this one just tops mm. it all. Uh, it gives you a, li- a little more info on, on the plot, yeah. on, on what we're going to be doing. You know, it's going to be this huge... Uh, it's going to look like it's going to take place over two different types of stories, mm. one in space and one on Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're going to get the Kree-Skrull war in the space aspect, yep. while on Earth it's Carol Danvers' story with Nick Fury yep. uh, trying to stop the Skrulls on Earth and also rediscovering herself yeah anyway you know yeah you know um like i was saying to you what i'm just mainly looking forward to (laughs) in this film obviously there are two things i'm looking forward to one jude law's performance because to me jude law is one of the best british actors out there i agree you know so i'm looking forward to that and it's about time he got a bit of this whole superhero genre it's about time they brought him in so i'm happy he's there then I'm also looking forward to how Nick, um, Nick Fury got the the pager that yeah. was we well saw I at the end of it. Yeah, we see that in in I think it was the second trailer. We see him with the pager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that's obviously going to get explained. Yeah, how? What did she say? Did she say if you ever get into trouble, call me or something? I want to see what th- that. Pa- and I think I'm not alone. Everybody just wants to oh, see well, that. We're tie waiting in. for that moment. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. tie in and all that, but. From what I've seen, it's going to be a good movie. It's going to be fun. It has good jokes. Nobody does um, these jokes in between. Mo- in between um, Serious moments. Yeah, in between. Nobody does it like Marvel. No. You know, I think they, they, they've yeah. perfected yeah. The, their comedy. Yeah, the, nobody does. It's, so it's I'm it just it happy. It's never overwhelming. There have been a couple of times where yeah, it has been a bit overwhelming. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. I thought the like the first twenty minutes of that movie that was joke 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 mm. and it, by the end of it I was a bit like whoo like <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so that I had some issues there but rec- in recent movies anyway that they've just nailed it with the balance of yeah. comedy and seriousness especially mm-hmm. in Infinity War which you mm. wouldn't because that's a difficult movie to have comedy in mm-hmm. because of the stakes involved yeah uh, but they did a fantastic job it's so I think they're going to nail it again with the comedy here yeah like it's true because when these movies first came out I was critical about um, Marvel like why are they always joking in their movies these are serious movies but 
they bought they got me over you know they converted me and it, it, it just made it fun you know because some of these movies have really dark themes and you just need to break it up a bit with certain things yeah. you know somebody's about talking about genocide and how you know and all of that so I'm really looking forward to it. It looks good. The fight sequences look... I mean, I'm talking about Captain Marvel now. Yeah. It, it looks good. The fight sequences look really good. Um, they've got jets there, with it, which I love. Um, I, I, it's it's, it's yeah, going to be a good and movie. And we, yeah. we watched that featurette yeah. that they were also released alongside the trailer yeah. uh, where they, you know, you see uh, Brie Larson in the jets yeah. and they got, to, they got to actually film in the, in jets, the jets, which, yeah. which is awesome, man. I, yeah. I think that really... I think that helps an an actor an actor or an actress a lot. Oh yeah. To be in that environment because oh that yeah. who is your that your character is that. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That yeah. is a big part of the character. Mm-hmm. So I think it would have really helped Brie Larson's performance in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I mean th- as well as all that we got loads of info mm. about all the plots and stuff like that. I mean we watched the little video about uh some of the stuff that a- anything that stuck out to you about the the plot details that they released? No, it's it's going to be a basic, to me, it's just going to be a basic origin story, you know. The, the high, if this w- but w- done well. They've done, yeah, it's just going to be a basic origin story that is done well with an end sequence. It's going to just be a good movie, Marvel standard, which is very yeah. good. You know, to me, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to are these two, those two things I mentioned, you know. Yeah. Jude Law and the tie-in to Infinity Wars, because... We spoke about this last week. There are a few films that are, r- a few things that are getting me really hyped up this year. Infinity Wars is one of them. Like, I saw Infinity Wars, I watched it again um, last week, and I'll probably watch it again next month and the month after oh that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just to keep myself. Yeah, I've, I've actually started my countdown to Endgame now. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm watching one Marvel movie a week Yeah. Uh, <laughs> leading up to Endgame. So that, that should be cool. Uh, so, uh, staying on Marvel, yeah. I suppose, yeah. um, we've got the Venom sequel. Mm. It's been officially announced that it's going to be, it's going to be happening. Uh, we're going to get the same writer, Kelly Marcel, mm-hmm. and it's going to feature Woody Harrelson as Carnage. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Initial thoughts Woody that Har- they're going ahead with this. Yeah. Woody, well, that they're going ahead with this, I don't think, no. I don't think so in its current format. And the fact that they've used the same writer means they've not learned anything. You know, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I, maybe it was a contract thing and all that. He was that was his contract. But um, she actually s- sorry. Maybe th- and that was her contract and stuff. So that's you know that's beyond the scope of our knowledge. But um, I don't think I don't, I'm not sure based on how messy the first one was and how in, in, incoherent it was. I'm not very. Uh, I'm not looking forward to this. You know, I hope it's good. I hope it's an improvement. I hope she's learned or they've learned. But one thing I'm happy is the casting of Woody Harrelson because he is, he's been, he's a very good actor and um, he always seems to get cast in the right type of roles. So I'm hoping they do it well. And yeah, I'm just, it's, to me, it's one of those fingers crossed. Hope, I hope they do it well. What do you think? Um, well, you, you know my thoughts on the Venom film. I, yeah. I, I did not like it at all. Uh, the only thing I liked about that movie was uh, Tom Hardy's performance, and that's because Tom Hardy always brings it, doesn't matter what movie he's in. Uh, however, that's not to say I'm not interested to see a sequel. I thought it, it the end by the end of the movie, it sets up a sequel very nicely. Yeah. Okay, because we see Woody Harrelson right at the end. I don't know if it's at the end of the movie or a post-credit scene. I can't Mm -hmm. remember. Um, I'm interested to see Woody Harrelson as Carnage because you know that, like, like I agree with you. He's an amazing actor, and I'm interested to see how he's going to play this psychotic, murderous character. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But the problem I have with this is that Carnage, for me, is a rated R character. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, like I said, he's a psychotic murderer. Yeah. And uh, one of the problems I had with the Venom film is that it did feel like a rated R film that was trimmed down to PG-13. PG-13 yeah. yeah. And there were certain scenes like that, which I had a problem, which was the editing. Some scenes were so obviously cut that you didn't see a certain amount of gore or mm. violence, um, which was, what, like I said, I had a problem with the movie. So I'm indifferent. I'm yep. going I'm gonna go see the movie. Because uh, two reasons I'm going to go see the movie is Tom Hardy 
mm-hmm. and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, makes um, sense. Uh, they've also, I, I don't think the director's coming back. Okay. I think they probably will get a new director. Mm. That might change things. So yeah. it depends. It, when they, d- if if um they get a new director, once they announce that director, then I can make a better judgment whether I want to see this movie or not. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, they, they should have just made this film rated R, shouldn't they? I think they so. Should have just I think they missed the ball on that one. Yeah. But hey, what can you do? Mm. Batman uh, reported to start filming in November. Oh, it's about time. <laughs> yeah. It's about time. Uh, so give us a background of what this film, The Batman, is. And just give us a history of the timeline. Oof, of this. man. What the this th- this briefly. film's got a... Uh, briefly? Yeah. Wow. I mean, since Ben Affleck was cast as Batman, okay, there have been rumblings because because Ben Affleck, as we now know, is an Academy Award-winning director. Yeah, you know, yeah. and every movie he's directed so far, I've loved. Yeah, I think he's he's a really good director, really good screenwriter, uh, fantastic actor. I think he can he's sort of very multi-talented in that way. I was very excited when he was cast at Batman, I, and I think to this day he is still my. Fi- from his performance in Batman vs. Superman, he mm. is my favorite Batman. Mm-hmm. One of not one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so he was eventually signed on to write, direct, star, produce this movie. Called The Batman. Called yeah. The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, or it was reportedly going to be called The Batman. I think everybody's just assuming now that that's what it's going to be called. We, we might be wrong. They might call it something else. Um, and then just things started happening. We know, obviously, the story of the DC universe, how it was starting to crumble and all that. Blah, 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 blah. Ben Affleck is now no longer directing. He's no longer writing. Now we might not even know if he's longer starring in this movie. Uh, what we know for sure is that Matt Reeves, mm. director of the second and third uh, Planet of the Eight movies, mm. the, m- the most recent ones, which are fantastic mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. And I think Matt Reeves is a very good director. Mm. I think he understands the character of Batman from yeah. what his comments have been. Yeah. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, he's, the script has been handed in. It's all done. Mm. Uh, he took a long time to work on the script, which Batman's my favorite character. So if you need the time to make a really strong script, go ahead. Yeah. I'll wait. Mm. So I'm happy that it's finally announced that it's going to start filming in November. I'm really looking forward to Matt Reeves' take on the Batman. Uh, I would expect a cast announcement by the end of this year. Yeah. It'll uh, be interesting to see if Ben is still Ben Affleck is still... I really don't think there. so. As much as I would love Ben Affleck to carry on being Batman, uh, I really don't think it's mm. so. No. I do think it's the end for Ben Affleck Batman. Wow. Unfortunately. It's just strange. Get your act together. Like... Um, you can't just let Marvel monopolize this this universe, superhero universe thing. You need to have, a com- you need we need to have competition. We need to have one studio sparring the other studio to get better. Because mm-hmm. f- what's going to happen is soon Marvel is just going to be like, yeah, we'll give them anything. They just they either love it or they don't get anything else. But you know, so get your act I together. Ju- I just think. I think this movie should have happened a long time ago. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, the first DCEU movie was Man of Steel. Yeah. That came out in 2005. So we're nearly six years from that release. And in that six years, we haven't got a Batman movie. Yeah. And... 2015, you mean? No, it came out in 2013. 13. Yeah, you said 2005. So I was like, what? Yeah, (laughs) sorry. 2013, it came out. So So it's been six years. Yeah. And we still haven't even got a Superman sequel. Mm. There's rumors that Henry Cavill might not be coming back as Superman either. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think I think the Warner Brothers are learning now. Yeah. Uh, as we can see, they're sort of course correcting. Mm. Uh, they seem to be on the right track now. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm really looking forward to this movie. I think it should have happened a long time ago. But whatever. I'm glad that they seem to be moving ahead with it now, and it's mm. it's, it's going to happen. You know, in an alternate universe, I just wish, like, in all these films, they just cast unknown actors, you know. Because right now, the business always seems to be getting in the way of the movies, in the way of the universes. You know, it always seems to get in the way, you know. And it's just happening so much these days. They had a problem with the right... Those days, like, 
you never well like you said it's maybe because of social media now we hear all these things and back in the 90s or 80s we probably wouldn't know but they were still happening but right now there's so much reports of studio because of a studio or because of this decision studio meddling yeah it's just messing things up you know but hopefully uh well we'll see like i said the future looks bright for dc so we'll see uh, so another thing I'd like to talk about that was announced uh, this week, um, which is this really intrigues me, is that uh, Netflix Netflix has announced a new animated series. Uh, it's an anthology sort of series, and it's going to be done by David Fincher, mm. who's the creator of Mindhunter, mm. and Tim Miller, uh, who directed uh, the first Deadpool. Okay. Mm. Oh. Uh, the reason this really intrigues me is because one, Tim Miller, um, he owns his own. Um, post-production sort of CGI studio. Yeah. So I think that's that's partly why he got to make Deadpool, the first Deadpool, look as good as it did with such the low budget it had. Because mm. uh, it only had like 38 million budget. Okay. And the effects on that were... Yeah. Well, cost way more than 38 million. Because he was direct, I think that's why. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a really talented guy. He's really creative. And it, they're going to be shorts which span all sorts of different genres, so science fiction, fantasy, horror, and also comedy. Uh, and it's also going to be presented in different s- animation formats from like traditional 2D to 3G CGI. Mm. It's, it's going to have all sorts of different stuff. I did see some like um, little, it, well, screenshot. I wouldn't say screenshots, but they released some images. Concept art. Concept art of what it's going to look like. It does look really nice and beautiful. Uh, they're going to be, like I said, they're short, so they're going to be like five to 15 minutes long. Yeah. And they're going to be aimed towards adults as mm. well. I so think it's a, it's going to, it sounds like it's a mashup bet- between the Animatrix and Black Mirror. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a mashup of that. And that is so, and the names, like you said, the names behind it, David Fincher and Tim Miller, those are, David, he's, David Fincher is an amazing director. Like, the films he's done, like, He's a he's an amazing director, so I'm very happy with this. And like I said, Tim Miller, the whole Deadpool, what he did with Deadpool, and you know, so really excited for this. But I like that idea. I did you did you ever watch the Animatrix? Yeah, yeah. yeah it I was really it. yeah. It was it, yeah. Tr- it was really good. It wasn't it was animated, but it wasn't for kids. It yeah. had very uh, adult. I, I think I think that there is more demand for that now for yeah. animation for adults. Yes. I think yes. you know, it, like as good as all all the animation stuff that is coming out now. I think we do want crave a bit more, uh, you know, just stuff leaned towards adults, you yeah. know, more uh, mature themes and yeah. things like that. It's because, um, you know, the older generation is slowly going out. Yeah. Uh, and our generation who, you know, had a lot of cartoons, cartoons yeah. you know, we're still a big fan of those cartoons. Mm. But now we want to see cartoons uh, more suited to our mentality yeah. now. And, our you know, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm really excited for this uh, and all the genres that they're going to span across. You know, I'm a fan of all of those genres. So, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, apart from comedy, yeah, me, I'm, yeah. Thing is, all right, we'll keep an eye on this one. I'm really interested. Yeah, there's in no this, so date or anything announced yeah. yet. Um, but, but yeah, I would imagine at some point. Yeah, hopefully it will be this year. I like what um, Netflix is doing. You know, I really like what they're doing. They have the money. They are spending the money, you know. So every good time, quality yeah, well. good quality. Every time I pay my Netflix subscription, I, you know, you're happy because you know part of this money is going for good content. So I'm I'm happy what they're doing, and um, you know, I heard uh, we spoke a bit about Bandersnatch. Have you seen it yet? No, I still haven't come around to see it. Yeah, we spoke about and um, the, the the Charlie Broker who writes who writes um Black Mirror says, annoyingly, <laughs> his words annoyingly. He's had more ideas for Bandersnatch type of movies. And I think that Bandersnatch has just opened up a new genre of movies. And you're going to now start seeing a lot of it. And what I suspect is streaming platforms, not, not when I say stri- um, things like Vimeo, that's where most independent film filmmakers host their movies. Yeah. That's where my movies are. Are going to ha- create a feature that will let you do that create those kind of um, movies because they already have a feature um, i'm not you know obviously vimeo doesn't sponsor this channel i wish they would but vimeo already has this um um functionality whereby in a movie you can put um a, a call to action that's a button 
that will take you to another web page. So I think what you're now going to do is enhance that feature such that normal actors, normal filmmakers like myself can actually make a, um, you know, interactive an interactive movie, movie yeah. and, uh, and that's pretty slick. I'm looking forward to It's an to interesting that. concept. Yeah. Like I, I, I look forward to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we, we've just had one yeah. right now. It's, I, I had a similar experience mm. um, years and years ago uh, with one of the f- uh, Final Destination movies. Mm. It came out on, I think it, w- it was the time of DVD, mm. and I remember you could pick their fate yeah. and, and do different stuff, so yeah. it sort of reminds me of that. Uh, I will come around to say at some point, uh, there's just quite a lot going on, yeah, like there's so much to watch You, you really need to. It's so... Um, so like I've watched it a couple of times and there's so many clips, so many endings, so many story parts and parts and I think I've seen it all. Then I'm maybe surfing the internet and I see a screen grab from Something and I'm like, else, yeah. yeah, I've never seen this before. Then I watch it again. So it's really good. You need to get on the Bandersnatch wagon. It's really good. You'll like it. I'll uh, I'll aim to do it this week. Yeah. Okay. Let I me know I what you think. I, I will say I'll. I'll probably get too addicted to it and just keep rewatching. <laughs> like, how, well, how long is it normally? Like, it, 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 well, it, it, does it, it, it obviously varies. It can end yeah, exactly. It can end in five minutes, or it can go on for a whole hour. I put up on my Facebook on my Facebook. Do, do we know what the longest it goes on for? <sighs> I think there must be like a limit of maybe how it's long an hour. Yeah, I, I would imagine it's the, a standard episode. Or yeah, I don't know. yeah, probably an hour. Yeah, yeah. F- f- if you wanna, if the first time you watch it, you'll probably it'll probably take about 10, 20 minutes. But if you go on my Facebook, I put a f- storyline. Yeah, I, s- I yeah. saw you do that. That's yeah. and it, that takes you to the very, very, very end. So that lots of watching and rewatching and choosing so many options to like got there. But yeah, okay. it's, it's. I'm really gonna, I'm gonna try that out. Yeah, you love I'll it. I'll do it on my own first. Yes, and then I'll try your way. Yeah, yes. right, and and then t- see the difference. You'll be shocked with the ending. <laughs> cool. Uh, so staying on Netflix, uh, again, this is what we keep on talking about. They just keep releasing good quality stuff. Uh, there is a trailer for Polar, mm. which is the new Mads Mikkelsen movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this looks great. Yeah. This looks so much fun. Mm-hmm. I, I got a very uh, mix of like John Wick, yes. sort of like a John Wick sort yes. of movie, but it looks a bit more outrageous than John Wick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's very vibrant colors. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. I, th- I yeah, think yeah. he's one of the best, best actors, actors out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His performance in Hannibal was so mm. good. Any anything he does, I'm in. Yeah. So, and and like we just said, Netflix keep on releasing good stuff. So Mads Mikkelsen, Netflix, Ruthless Assassin. Mm. Go ahead, give it to me. You know what I'm looking forward to? This is strange, but um, I don't know her real name, but she it looks like she's the villain in the movie. She plays Lagatha in... So that's Bike. Catherine Winnick. I, I yeah. really like yeah. her. I she really want to see her. Because she, people... Something people don't know. She's a world champion. She's a wo- she's a world champion judo. She has a, she's a world champion in judo. So, like, I really want to... S- I don't want to see her in the film just looking pretty. I want to see her... Oh, well, I think, I think we're going to get some bloody, action. Yeah. Because in the trailer... She just, you know, you just have her looking pretty and giving one-liners, but I really want to see her, uh, you know, do all of that. I think that, uh, judging from watching the trailer, I think that's intentional. Mm. I think they're doing that so when she does uh, come out and kick ass, Mm. it's like, whoa, Mm. you know, so I think they're hiding that. Yeah. But I do, I mean, because she's such a physical character in Vikings... um, uh, I, I I think she will 100% do s- a lot of action scenes alongside Mads Mikkelsen and would be uh, a threat, an, yeah. an intimidating threat. But like I said, it just for me, I'm just looking for a really fun action yeah. movie, and, uh, and especially because it comes out uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, like I said, January is not very busy for the cinema, so it's good that there's going to be good quality movies coming out on Netflix yeah, that I can just weekend. watch from yeah. the comfort of my own home. I think this was going to be a mashup between, like you said, John Wick, Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Um, Got that vibe in there. Yeah, it has that whole... It's in the universe of the assassins. You get to know what happens in the assassin world, you know, and how they interact and how they think and how they work. So I'm kind of... And it's going to be funny. 
So I have to yeah, I think there's going to be more comedy than we yeah. expect. Yeah. There's going to be like a lot of quips and yeah, things like that. Yeah, so that's going to uh, be good. But yeah. hopefully they don't don't overdo it and yeah. ruin the story. But we'll see. Um, looking forward to that movie. And so I think we can finish off today mm. with our last report, and that's uh, the Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Stellan Stasgard and Dave Bautista are being cast to play uh, to play characters in the Dune movie. Right. Do you know much about Dune? No, I don't. I was hoping you'd tell us. Dune uh, is one of the, the... Most people would say it's arguably the best science fiction novel ever written. Wow. This came out before Star Wars. Wow. Oh. Yeah, yeah. this came out in, the, I believe it was the 60s. Wow. Um, and it, it, I've read it. I've only read it the one time beca- mm. uh, because I heard about the premise mm. uh, and I thought, oh, I'm going to read this book. It, it's a fantastic book. Really complex. Mm. Uh, it, imagine... Game of Thrones meets Star Wars uh, meets Mad Max. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's got that sort of vibe to it. So you've got the political aspect of like Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, basically, it's set in like, it's a sci-fi movie. So it's set in this universe where like the, the, like the wealthiest sort of product, everything that's manufactured is this spice, mm. which can only comes from like this planet called Arrakis, mm-hmm. which is almost like a Tatooine planet. It's, mm. you know, a hot, sandy. Hot, sandy, yeah. 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 Uh, and it has like these big sandworms. Tremors. Things okay. like that. And this, and they, you know, they, it, it's, water is very s- sacred there. Yeah. So like they only get like given drops and things like that. It, oh. it, it's really complex and a really, really good movie. And it, it's very similar to Star Wars, the original trilogy, mm. in the sense that it has the hero's journey. Mm. Uh, we follow this young boy mm-hmm. through growing up to being a man. Uh, there's oh. a trilogy of books, okay. uh, but the first one I think is a must read. Um, and it's going to be directed by Denis Vig- uh, I can never pronounce his surname. Denis Vinivijou. <laughs> so the director... I can't Sorry if I butchered your name. <laughs> the director of Blade Runner 2049 okay. and Arrival. Right. Okay. You so know, that's, yeah. So he, he knows his game. He knows his sci fi stuff. I'm really looking forward, and he knows his directing chops. Yeah. Uh, the visuals are going to be amazing. Yeah. Just because his cinematography in all of his movies are yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm And Stellan Sazgar and Dave Bautista. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds cool. like from the films you said, that, that mashup. The only thing I can think of that resembles that would be like films like Conan the Barbarian and Conan the Warrior. Did you ever watch those films? Yeah, it, 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 it's it got it's got a element of that. Yeah, uh, but I, I like I said, it's more like like I said, Mad Max meets Star Wars meets Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah, Conan. If you remember yeah. the Conan movies, they had that Mad Max vibe. Yeah. Then they had the Game of Thrones because there were kingdoms and all of that. Then he also had the sword fight element of it. That's the first name that came in because I was thinking, what movie? mashes those three things uh, together so yeah okay but and it's also based so it's based on the, it was written in the 60s and the book came out in the 60s yeah that's really I good need, i need to give out the name but yeah this takes this came out way before star wars okay. this was like the first or one of the first like major science fiction hits mm. uh, and, and and to this day it still stands the test of time mm. any thing written this is my view any science fiction written in the 70s will be very good any political any political thing written in the 80s would be very good then in 10 years time in about 10 20 15 20 years time anything that is any book now that is about social media will be very good to be made into Into a a film film in 20 years time because films that draw from what's going on at well, that ahe- present time. Ahead of the game was uh, The Social Network. Yeah. I mean, that came out. Yeah. If, it ca- if Social Network came out now, it would do better than it did then. Yeah. It would I do better. So. Yeah. It'd be interesting if they did like a sequel. Yeah. I mean, because. Like 10 years later. Yeah. With what's going on now with Facebook and all of with that. With Facebook yeah. and, and how. Um, oh, something. Yeah. Before we go, actually, there's mm. something I should mention yeah. uh, that I did see this week. Um, and it relates to what we were talking about, social media. Did you check this out? It was on Channel 4, mm-hmm. uh, and it was Brexit, the uncivil war <gasps> yeah. with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Did you see I it? I saw the trailer, but I never got to watching it. Uh, yeah, I saw the trailer, and I thought, whoa, this looks interesting. It's Brexit, and it's Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. I thought, what the hell? 
So I saw it, and man, it's good. Really, it's good. Check it out. It's um, it's 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 a pretty much a movie. It like it gets over two hours with ads. So yeah, and it's it's good, and it it it, it makes you look at the Brexit situation in a completely different way, and the fact that it follows um, what was his name? So the Benedict Cumberbatch character he plays Dominic. Dominic, let's just let's yeah, just say Dominic. Yeah, he's uh, and he led the the vote leave campaign, right? And how he used social media and uh, and, and analytics and, and data, was, yeah, to win that. Wow, and it's factual, is uh, it? Yeah, it, it's well, it's based it's based on, based true, on that. true events. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it, they say it, they say it at the beginning, you know, when all the writing comes been up, dramatized that it has been dramatized for effect, mm. which is obviously happens, or else it get yeah. too boring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then it goes on. But at, at the end of it, it comes up with all those things that like what's happened now and stuff like that. Uh, you have to watch it because the same yeah. c- the same company that worked on the Vote Leave campaign yeah. worked on Donald Trump's campaign My to win the. Uh, it's really interesting. So I, I, that's another movie that I watched this week. That I think people should check out. Oh, I'll check it out today. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's a fantastic movie. Right, that's good. Well. I think we can call it, um, we always said January is going to be a bit quiet. So we've not really, we don't really have a movie where we've dissected or and given a score. But basically this has been what's been happening um, this week. And um, hopefully there will be more interesting stuff to talk about next week. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I know what I'm doing next week. I'm going to go to the cinema and see Glass. Yeah, that's Glass yeah. comes out next Friday night, 18th. Mm. So I've got my tickets. I'll be there. Uh, I would imagine next week we'll do a review. Yep. We'll yep. do a review of a glass next yep. week. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, that's what I'm mainly doing next yep. week. I, that's what I'm looking forward to. Awesome. We'll talk about it. Yeah, I'll probably see uh, it as and well. And of course, and Punisher Season 2. So those are the next week is Glass and Punisher Season 2. So awesome. those are the two things for me I'm looking forward to. Awesome. All right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and we will see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Thank you for listening, subscribing, following, all that good stuff. And please check out all our pages on Anchor FM, Facebook and SoundCloud. Peace out, guys.